Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our current world and every little thing within it. I'm Biz Paul, I'm here in the UK. I'm joined all the way from across the pond in the US in the brand new shiny USA 2.0, it's Felicia Jones. Hi, what, what's so shiny about this new version? Is it really new? What's going on? Well, you said to me the other day that you've magically cured racism now in that country. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, since Biden was elected. Yeah. yeah. Racism is gone. Poof. Gone. Yeah. No no issue here. Nothing to see whatsoever. Oh, everything's perfect here. My house <laughs> is clean. How's yours? Oh, um, gradually falling further and further apart. But, you know. Oh, okay, cool. Just another um, day in the UK. Just another day. Another day, <laughs> another week, another set of restrictions on the way. Who knows? Okay, because you all are going to be even more locked down than locked down. I didn't know that was possible to be even more locked down. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the phrase hermetically sealed is the one that I'm choosing to, to go with. This idea that we will just be sealed in a bubble so that no one can come in and no one can go out. Israel have tried it, apparently, or they're trialing mm -hmm. it now. And I think we're thinking we might have to do the same thing because it's just it's just not going away so that global globalness that we've been doing the last few years isn't really yeah. working out right now okay. not not really not really working out uh, globalization is it when you think about it yeah okay i mean but we got internet that's yeah. good right yeah so although I'll, I'll i take the internet i did see on the news today that uh spacex have launched the most uh, satellites in one uh, rocket, 140 odd wow. in one go, you know, so it, I'm just waiting for them to collide and come crashing to earth in yeah, 2021, I probably. I know. It's like outer space looks like a back alley somewhere. Just Doesn't a whole it? Bunch of trash. <laughs> I have a few astronomer friends, photography people, and um, they're always incensed because they'll, they'll get that perfect picture of the Milky Way. And mm -hmm. then they'll see the Starlink train just like spoil the picture. And, and who has friends that are astronomers? You're like so fancy. Oh, you know. I know. Things you do. Are these from your past life? You know. No. Club. These are people these are people that I currently engage with and talk to. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Mm. So what's going on in the Twitterverse for you? Well, it's Burns Night here. I mean, well, are, I suppose it's Burns Night everywhere because it's January the 25th. Are, are you burning somebody again? I don't believe so. I mean, I'm not the expert on uh, Scottish heritage. Let me just say that for any of our Scottish listeners out there. But uh, <laughs> Robbie Burns, or Robbie Burns, was a poet, um, okay. a Scottish poet, and... Uh, Oh God, this is going to be really embarrassing because you know, not not that I studied literature at university. Uh, it was a <laughs> Scottish poet that is really famous now, like like Kardashian level famous in Scotland. Is and he alive? No, 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 no. He's dead. Uh, he was born on this day in 1759. I said that like I knew it off by heart. I'm reading it off the screen in front of me. 1759 was born in Ayrshire. Okay. How's that mm. literature degree working out for you? These yeah, days? I know. I know. We <laughs> tended to focus on uh, English 
text, I believe. Now, don't everyone get all upset. There were modules. I just didn't take the Scottish one. I took, um, I took Caribbean literature and I took Indian literature in English as my modules. Oh, I also took cinema and totalitarianism. That was fun. <laughs> I just took calculus and linear algebra <laughs> statistics. I don't even think I had a literature class in college. Well, talking of statistics, here's a statistic for you. Robbie Burns, Robert Burns, rather, has more statues of him around the world than any other non-religious figure. Interesting. We should, mm. you know, once we can travel freely, we should go find all of them. That would be nice, wouldn't it? I know. An on-the-road podcast. That'd be great. Do you know what you have to eat on Burns Night? Beans and toast? Not beans on toast. Not beans on toast. Uh, you have to have haggis, neeps, and tatties. What are tatties? Potatoes. Okay. And neeps are turnips. Neeps. Okay. I haven't had turnips in a long time, but I have had haggis before. It is a very interesting dish. <laughs> like beans on toast. Dear listener, Felicia does not <laughs> seem to appreciate beans on toast as a culinary dish it, it it seems like something you just do when you don't have any other food it's like putting a hot dog on bread or eating a hot dog on a fork well hang on you eat hot dogs in bread yeah so, when you don't have any buns <laughs> well what a bun is bread no a bun is a bun a but slice it's, it's of made bread of bread it's different oh god i know how is it different it's the, the concept a, a, is the same. Sandwich bread is like a, just a slice, and then there's hot dog buns, two different but things. They're made of the same materials. But the hot dog bun is made to snuggle the hot dog, <laughs> whereas the bread does not. <laughs> oh, my word. All right. Okay. So you like, you like beans? Uh, those are baked beans. Baked beans? You like baked beans? Uh, sometimes. Depends okay, on like how they're cooked. Yeah, so you like you like beans. You like ketchup. You like bread. Yeah, it's just no. those three things put together. No. <laughs> no, it is. It is. You don't have to. I mean, no. I don't you don't have to, to but you should want to. No, you shouldn't. I don't Wrinkle like a little do bit you of like cheese mint on chocolate top? chip. Do you like mint chocolate chip? I love mint chocolate chip. Yeah. I think that's the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted in no. my entire life. And I like chocolate. I like mint, but I cannot have them together. What? I don't want my chocolate tasting like uh, toothpaste. But but hang on. But like, what would you no. eat at the end of a meal with your coffee to take the taste of the food away? I don't like coffee. Oh. <laughs> Never has our cultural gap been wider. I know, cautious. I mean, coffee smells. I don't. I don't like it. I never have. <laughs> it does smell. It does smell. Yeah, I'm more of a I don't, tea I don't, Not a coffee person. Mm. Well, if you ever over here, if we ever meet again, and you're over <laughs> here, I'll make. Again. Yeah, I'll make you beans on toast. You can try well, it before you complain I mean, about it. I mean, you were doing so well, and I just assumed you you just regressed back to just beans on toast. You know. Yeah, well, I must admit, it's been quite a heavy work day today. So I thought, what is quick that I don't have to think about? And that was that was it. And it involves you don't have to go outside because it's it's snowy here. So oh, I didn't okay. want to go outside. It snowed a little bit here last night, but um, it's gone now. It's the usual few. Anyway, what's happening on your side? 
Well, you know, funny enough, my Twitter feed is a little quieter these days. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. So, uh, I mean, people are just mad to be mad, but I don't really have anything crazy trending other than some k-pop stuff because we talked about k-pop and right now harriet tubman is trending now harriet tubman was a woman who was enslaved and she freed a lot of slaves by taking them through the underground railroad and escaping and pretty much depositing them in canada and she came back and forth many many times and they had a voted or agreed to put her on the 20 dollar bill here in the united states and that would be the first woman, black woman, any you know, other than those original folks on the on the dollars here, on oh. the money here. So it was pretty interesting. And um, she's supposed to be, I'm not, I can't remember if it's the front or the back of the $20 bill, but on the other side of the $20 bill will be Andrew Jackson, Andrew Jackson, which is significant because he was an absolute um racist and he you know, <laughs> oh. he he opposed anti-slavery. So Oh. That's some shade for you, um, Andrew Jackson. So there you go. So okay. So hang on. Oh, so that's who she's replacing. Um, I, I think she's replacing him on the front and he's gonna move to like the back of the bill oh. or something like that. That, that was one shady. of the things they talked about. So they could be changing that, but I mean that's kind of cool. How often do they change the dollar bills? Never. Because I think it's really confusing your money. They never this is this is this is why it's such a big deal because it has never been changed. Oh, see. Never. Like it just never has happened. So not, we'll see what happens. Do you not have problems with fraud then like 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 we seem to do? Because ours get changed quite quite frequently, it seems. Like when when criminals work out how to counterfeit the money, we have to have like new money. And then there's a well, discussion about who's on it. You, I thought the queen was just the only person with their money over there, right? No, no, no. There's the queen on one side, and then there's a character on another. Uh, yeah, we we have never changed, never changed the the dollars. There's no new people being put on anything. Um, the only thing that happens when they have to print new money, they have all of these, you know, those little. Uh, things that you put under black light yeah. uh, they have different things inside of the fibers all of that kind of stuff so okay yeah yeah ours are made I'm, of plastic not... oh really i've always mm. thought your money looked like monopoly money because it's so colorful oh. it is pretty colorful but it's yeah it and some of it's see-through it's, it's plastic now it's good i know i i can't do the change there <laughs> because you, some of the change acts like bills and I remember being over there and I went to get ice cream and one, I'm, I'm getting of that age where I can't see tiny things. And then I don't know the shapes. So I just had all this change in my hand and I just held it out to the guy and I was like, here, find whatever you need. And, and he took it. So I was like, that is a process that, that works over there. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Cause just, just because I think the same about american money too <laughs> except it's all the same size which i find extra confusing same size same color just different numbers oh for the dollars for yeah. the for the paper money yeah. yeah oh yours is different sizes yeah so all of the so all of the notes they get bigger as the uh amount the, dom- the denomination uh as that gets bigger as well so the biggest one is the 50 pound note which no one uses because no one will take it and then <laughs> 20 10 and 5 
Oh, interesting. I, th- I guess we just know how to look at the number and the person on the bill. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. That's our money lesson for the day, everyone. But <laughs> we are going to move on to something else around money. And this is something I am throwing so much side eye and sighing at these days. So we're going to talk about people who make six figures. Now, of course, Paul and I are in the business community. And so we see this all the time, especially the marketing of, you know, I'll help you make six figures in like three seconds. Those types of people. (laughs) I can't stand them. So what happened, Paul? I was on Twitter, you know, doing my thing and just watching the feeds go by. And somebody mentioned, they said, hey, this is the first time ever in 2020, I had a six-figure year. And of course, I'm always curious when people tell us exactly how much money they made. So I think this person made like $110,000 or something. Come to find out, she did disclose, well, 85000 of that came from my day job. The rest came from freelancing and all these other um, things that she was doing. But on Twitter, she she represents herself as a very independent business owner. And I was just like, the lies, the lies. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that people, I don't know. It just blows my mind that, that this is how people, some people might, might be counting them making six figures while including their day job. That never even occurred to me. Does it not depend on how they like, like in, in terms of how they think about it. So if they're thinking, you know, I made a hundred thousand dollars and yeah, 85,000 of that is from their job. They, they've, they've still made 85,000 plus the 15,000 some, somehow. So that it's not a lie, is it? Is it more that they are suggesting that it's through their business or their side hustle or whatever? I I think for me, it's the suggestion that it is coming from their business. And and that just annoys me because I went to a conference once and, you know, I'm full time in business and you're full time. Yeah. And it's it's a lot of hard work running a business. It is. I've always been like just amazed by these people like, yeah, I made like $100,000 in the first six months. And it was like, what did you do? And of course, they tell you, I just grew my email list with this freebie. Like, (laughs) okay, I don't (laughs) believe you. But when I went to this conference, I realized that the majority of the people that I was interacting with, they all have full-time jobs. Very few of these people actually are full-time in business. And I do think they... It, they do suggest that their six figures came from their business at times or or like at least that's what I'm interpreting. And I, I don't know. I just feel some kind of way about all of this. Well, I don't think you're wrong at all because I I see similar, really. I think this it's the whole bravado thing. You know, they're, they're selling they're selling their lifestyle and the things that that they can do. And I, I know people where they portray this fantastic life maybe they're a digital nomad maybe they've got their own their own business and they're talking about their business online a lot and the things that they do and maybe sometimes they're doing the thing that i really hate which is the itinerary story you know today i'm doing this then i'm doing this then I'm doing, it's like oh, bore off uh, <laughs> but you know they're going through those things and then talking about their success all about their success how successful they are and I know some people that do this and I'm like, well, I've looked you up on credit reference sites or, 
you know, things things where where you have to file your your balance sheets and stuff like that. I have occasionally gone. I'm just gonna have a look, and then I've looked and gone. You're not making that much money. Well, I, I don't think a lot of us in business we're not very honest with how money is being made, especially for those of us who have partners that are full time, and that makes a big difference. How do you uh, mean? That makes a well, because sometimes when you have a full-time partner, somebody who has a job and is bringing in $100,000, yeah. it yeah. makes a big difference that you're not having to pay the bills okay. at home yeah. while running a business. So you do have time to focus on just a business. Now, I'm pretty sure it's a big difference when you still have to pay bills and <laughs> run a business and there's nobody else to fill in the gap. So sure. Tell me about it. <laughs> and it's, I, I don't know. I've always just felt that somebody wasn't telling the truth about business when I started. I was like, this is a lot harder than a lot of people keep saying. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's not, and of course I, I do know some people who have hit, you know, six figures or they've made a million, but they are very honest and say it took 10 years to get here. It didn't just take me, you know, over the summer during COVID to all of a sudden <laughs> blow up and make $150,000. Not yeah. saying, not saying that it couldn't happen, but it's just so interesting to me. And then uh, the people who post their, how much money they made off of things. How, how do you feel about that? Well, as a British person, obviously I think it's incredibly vulgar um, to, <laughs> to talk about money and very awkward to talk about money. Um, I, I don't, I don't mind talking about, about money uh, in the, in the sense that if someone, if someone wants to, to say how much they're earning, you know, and it's, and it's the truth and they explain how they've done it and uh, it feels genuine, then, then that's fair enough. That's, that's up to them. It's not something that I particularly want, want to do. Um, but uh, I, I don't, I'm not scared about having a conversation about money. Like, for example, if I'm negotiating something with a potential client, I would much rather people say, look, this is my budget or, oh, yeah. you know, or, or, or whatever. You know, you might as well have the money conversation sooner rather than later. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think the thing that winds me up, I suppose, about them is that it feels really formulaic. Like they've seen social media content or youtube content from somebody and then gone right that's what i'm going to do and whether they actually did it or not they liked how that was put across so they're just going to replicate that anyway that feels disingenuine to me and when they lie about it as well and make out so there's this guy i don't think i'll shame any people uh, I want to, but I don't think I will for uh, legal reasons. <laughs> yeah, don't shame anyone. <laughs> but there's there's someone that I came across. I usually come across these things on ads, actually, Instagram ads. Mm. So I came across this guy who was talking, and it was so hilarious because everything about this video was cliched and screamed fake. So he's in front of the sports car, right? He's talking That's to cool. his phone on the sports oh, car. I hate that. Yeah, about how much money he's just made by doing Facebook ads or whatever, or, you know, a six-step funnel program. And the thing, it was just so funny because it wasn't like he was in uh, Kensington High Street. That's a posh part of London. Um, like I with the, 
Oh, did you? Well, I'm yeah. not surprised. Yeah, yeah. Classic. <laughs> uh, you know, but it's not like he's there with the um, the the gold Lamborghinis um, from uh, you know people who are from the Dubai royal family or whatever. It's in a car park. He's in this parking lot underground, just walking around. A car. They're obviously not his cars. It's not even his private garage. It's just a car park. He's not going anywhere near the cars at all. And it's just so, it's just so fake. I, I don't, I don't like those ads. I mean, the sad part is they, they absolutely work. They attract the, a certain type of person, but yeah, vulnerable people. Yeah, but some they, they are so fake that. I don't know. It just blows my mind that people do get attracted to that. But, but just, I don't know. I just call it just straight up lying about how much money you're making. And, and the one thing I will say is that I did do a lot of money coaching before I switched over into my current business. So I would actually see uh, what people actually made. And I actually did manage some people's finances for them. People lie <laughs> a lot because I've had to always just tell people like, you know, especially when I see the Facebook ads or, you know what, I made $20,000. I was like, wow, no, you didn't. But yeah. okay, if that's if it works for you. But I don't know, I just I, I'm just I've always felt some kind of way when I've seen these people posting their posting their income reports on Twitter. One, I think is just dangerous. I mean, there there are a lot of unstable people in this world that will try to take your money from you. And unfortunately, I have heard of someone who who did that whole thing of posting how much money they were making and she lost her life because somebody tried to rob her. Oh. And I mean, yeah, it, you know, cuz you just don't I don't know. I just think you shouldn't do that, but it's just weird when you see somebody, I made $1,000 last week. I just made $15,000 from speaking gigs. And it's like, no you didn't. You made $15,000 because you ran a course um, a webinar for a hundred dollars and it didn't come from speaking. So I, I've, I've learned how people manipulate how they're, you know, marketing themselves, but I, I did not see the, I made a hundred thousand dollars this year. Oh, but 80%, you know, 80% of it came from my day job. I was yeah. like, wow, the liars. It is. I was going to say, it's just lies, isn't it? That, I mean, the, saying I made a hundred thousand and the suggestion that you did it from speaking gigs is is one thing if you don't yeah. actually say that but the inference that you know hey i do public speaking i made a hundred thousand uh, dollars but to say i made it through speaking when you actually made it through, through a course or or whatever yeah is 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 lies it's deception it is it is <laughs> it is deception but so okay so why do you think people do it then I don't know. There's something about social media, this experiment with social media, where one, I think you want to share your wins because people seem to like that sometimes. Um, I have noticed that a lot of people don't respond to those posts, especially the <laughs> last year. Before people were like, yeah. oh, congratulations. Now it's like, hmm, okay, whatever. Yeah. And I also think people use it as a marketing tool to you know, uh, get people drawn into them because I'm pretty certain I could go out and say, you know what? Um, I've made $8,000 from speaking gigs. You can too. 
and and people do like that. They want, I mean, you're the marketing genius. People want to see that those numbers of I've made $8,000 in 21 days and I can show you how to do it as well. Yeah, I know. And I know. You don't like those things, but they actually do work. They do. This is, this is the frustrating thing because I, I consider myself an ethical marketer. You know, I'm trying not to, to lie. I mean, there are actually laws here that prevent it. But I would consider myself an ethical marketer, I think. But you're right that there are some people that absolutely fall for it. If some some years ago, I actually attended this event. I got a free ticket to this um, event as, as part of a business festival. And uh, it was one of these things. It was kind of like a Tony Robbins, Grant Cordone thing, but like, Ooh. like lower level, like lo like Z list kind so of half thing. The his name, yeah, his name was Brad something. I can't remember what his name was. Australian guy. Anyway, so this free ticket apparently it didn't include um, food. So there were like two areas. There was a gold gold area and a silver area. My free ticket was silver area, and <laughs> um, like I had to like you had to buy your own. Your own tea and coffee, whereas the gold area got their free tea and coffee, and you couldn't mix with anyone in the gold section. Anyway, so the gold people <laughs> went up to the front, and the silver um, normos were were at, at the back, and it was all this thing, you know, uh, an education about his ladder and the steps and all these kind of things that you have to do, and people are writing things things down, and obviously sales seminars, yeah, yeah. At the end, obviously, they want you to sign up to his his particular program from the stage yeah. yeah but like big but big time big time selling from the stage and do you know what i i think i was a bit naive but i found myself almost signing up just i, I was stood up it was like one of these things that you know everybody stand up and then sit down if you don't want this and sit down if you don't want this and all this kind oh, of I stuff hate those. I know. <laughs> but i, I was shame you into buying <laughs> yeah, kind of, because like obviously you don't want to say no. I no, I don't want the uh, success. What are um, those people doing now that they can't do live events? <laughs> well, that's a good point, isn't it? Well, no, they're actually just doing it online. Actually, they a lot just... of them have disappeared, to be honest. Well, maybe, but like the big ones, like Tony Robbins yeah. and stuff like that, they're doing like things that are like thousands, thousands yeah. of of people. Um, anyway, so like I, I remember going. I was almost about to go to the back and sign up. And then I was like, Paul, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is, this is obviously a load of shit. So, um, yeah, I sort of pulled myself back from the brink. But I remember looking at the room and going, I don't want to like judge these people, but if I was to look at the, the individuals in the room, it was full of people who had something missing from their lives, I would say. Like there was something that they were looking to, to fill their life with. And it was going to be this thing or whatever else came along, but they need to fill it with something. And it, it just feels like they prey on people's vulnerabilities and um, insecurities because, you know, of course you want to be earning six figures. Why would you not want to be earning six figures? Because you want to be earning seven. But. I, well, is it is it that they're praying or they're actually just good salespeople? I, I actually learned how to do that method of selling from the stage. It works. It so doesn't feel good for me to do it because that's just not how it's just not my thing slimy it, only because when i uh, was working with people in their money i get the people who drop the fifteen thousand twenty five thousand dollars to get speaking education and then they come back to me and like hey i need help 
And it's just like, you need to go make some money. Yeah. Um, so I see a lot of that. And then also what um, one of my coaches, she was from that world. And I eventually managed, uh, like helped her with her money as well. And she was one of those, I'm going to help you make six figures. And they would go out and get all these other people to go sell these things. And I knew for a fact that half of them had never, ever seen six figures before in their life. And, or they got lucky that one time at that one event where they brought in six figures and they haven't been able to convert that um, at all for right. the rest of the year. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if that's real, but I, I can definitely tell. Um, and I, and I will be honest, like in our household, we have made over six figures before uh, with jobs and things. And the language changes when you have that much money. And I can always tell the people who sell these programs, but have never, ever uh, been close to a six-figure salary. It's just crazy to me. Like, like what? I, I don't know. It's like, it's just different things of how you manage your money. Okay. You know, um, and because they keep talking about 401ks and I was like, as a business owner, like, I don't, I mean, sometimes that language changes just a little bit. It's not an exact 401k or talking about retirement or um, the different tax situations that they're yeah. in. Yeah. It's, it's just those little bitty clues that you can yeah. tell, like you, you've never made money before in your life. Have you? <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I, you're right though, isn't it? You, you, when, if you're, if you're used to like an increased level of, um, livelihood, then, then naturally you don't, you don't still buy, you know, buy the discounted food and think, I mean, you, you might do, but most people would I increase mean, their standard of, of living. Well, you, well, it's, it's interesting. The people, I don't know. Well, now we're getting into how people manage money. It seems like the people who do make a lot of money, they kind of decrease their lifestyle and the people who don't they increase their lifestyle to match what they think is supposed to yes. be with that particular lifestyle. and so, and there's the other there's another lie then isn't there yeah the the, the 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 lifestyle is a bit of a lie because they possibly can't afford it but they they buy the things that they think demonstrate to other people that they have the success so whether that's the fancy clothes the posh car the the expensive house or or going out for dinner yeah yeah i definitely know people who do those things and probably can't afford to do it because yeah, it adds to yeah but but it adds to the um the the picture that they're trying to paint i mean it it works though i mean i've only because it, being in the world of speaking you you look how you want to get paid and you have to kind of decide how you want to navigate that but I don't know. I've always just felt very weirded out about business and the marketing techniques and how the, the extreme exaggeration of how much money people are making and and then just posting it out there to the world. It's I don't know. It's always just been weird to me. So but, do you, would you say it was yeah. vulgar in the way that I think it's a bit vulgar or? It's I don't know if I would use the word vulgar. That's too fancy for me. <laughs> uh, uh, probably more of a street term is, is, is flexing, you know, like okay, you're, yeah. you're flexing too much. And I don't know if it's vulgar. I just feel like it'll come back to haunt you either one or two things. You're going to have people who will want to take your money and people who will try to con you out of your money, of course. And then you have family members that will shame you about your money. And, and that's where I kind of 
I don't know. I get to that point of, I, I think it's just dangerous to be honest. I think it's mm. just dangerous. Uh, recently on, on, on the Twitterverse, there was a young lady who did this whole thread about being in Bali, her and her partner, they moved to Bali and she just had this long thread of how Bali is a great um, LGBTQ community. Um, and basically she just started flexing all of this stuff. You know what? We, we came here on a tourist visa and we've been here ever since because of COVID. We started making money online. And of course she was trying to sell her little book, but because she flexed so much, the Indonesian government found her and they deported her. And <laughs> it, it is just like, you, you know, and in, in, in same conversation I've, uh, I had over the weekend about travel shaming people posting their photos. And part of me is just like, you should keep some things private. Not everybody needs to know what you're doing because it'll mm. just come back to haunt you at some point. Well, it frequently does. I mean, anything on social media comes back to haunt yes, you. Yes, it does. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I no, I 100% agree with, with that. And the other thing is that it's a long way down as well. You know, you put out all this stuff about how great you are and then you get you get found out like there are actually a number of examples recently of uh, people um, going all out on. Uh, in fact, I can't remember the name of the person, uh, but anyway, um, going all out on selling this perfect lifestyle mm. and selling stuff on, you know, how to have a great marriage and these programs. And then turned out that they were getting divorced. So that things can happen in your life that mean that you can lose as well. And if you've annoyed people on the way up, they're not going to be that friendly on the way back down, are they? No, because you probably did step on some people as you yeah. went up. Because yeah, because it's very much show off. Um, I, I heard this quote one time as from our friends over the K-pop land, BTS. And one of the young men says, human greed knows no end. And I was like, that is so true. Mm. Because, um, I mean, we've seen it with, um, is it the Bernie, Bernie Madoffs and all of these people. Because you put yourself up there with this particular lifestyle. And when things are going bad, you're going to keep trying to put it out there to people. And um, and nobody's going to help you when, you know, when things are falling down. So, no. I don't know. I just think it's just very... Uh, there's there's a thin line with us business owners where you do have to show some success, especially individual people and influencers. So you do have to show it, but I think you have to moderate how much you show and put out there to people. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think there's a couple of things, isn't there? There's there's the idea that is is it the right time to do that? Because as you say, I'm not <laughs> sure now is the right time to do that. But the other people thing is, care. maybe they don't. But there's the what are you trying to show in order to attract the things that you need? So I, I, I do understand the thing about influencers. And there is some truth in that um, you kind of sometimes possibly need to show a little bit of success to, to start the conversations. I remember having a, a chat once about what car you drive and whether or not that car is important. And the idea was that if you turned up to a meeting in uh, an Audi or a Mercedes versus um a ford or a dacia or something like that then uh th then then the person that having the meeting would make certain judgments about whether or not your business is successful enough and whether they should partner with you on that basis 
yeah that I is um i think there is happens. a little bit of truth in in that maybe it will be less so because of covid because i think people judge people a lot well maybe they don't judge people a lot less <laughs> probably judge people <laughs> yeah. a lot more but yeah. but like things like seeing into people's homes see that see you see now you could apply that to your logic as well like the fake backdrop on your zoom call you know oh, oh gosh i hate those yeah but but <laughs> if you were to look on if you if you were to look on one of my webinars, you would see a room that looks relatively tidy and and new and fairly pristine. The rest of the house is a complete shithole. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm in the basement. <laughs> but, you know, it's the, it's it's the image you can create, and I don't I don't think that's lying. I think that is uh, presentation. So I think I think where we should summarize this is that is there a difference between presentation? and lying and I, I think that there is a difference I, I do think there there's definitely a difference of you know kind of presenting a good front and then also just flexing just because you can yeah I don't know it, it, it just it's just gonna go um, bad for you and we'll have to talk about this next time but there was this whole conversation that was that got really good over the weekend about travel shaming and whether or not people should be traveling right now and people got heated Oh, wow. Sounds like it. a great topic for this show. <laughs> it, it will be a great topic because, yeah, people, it's it's the same thing. It's like, you know, somebody said, you know what, you can't get shamed for things that you don't post on social media. True. And it's like, exactly. <laughs> True. Well, there's a lesson for us all, I think. I, I would be interested to know, like, if anyone who listens to this show can, like, give us names of people to look at because I'm quite... I quite like looking at people that go, that's a lie. So maybe maybe someone will will write in. You can send me some uh, links after this, Felicia. Okay, send you some links of some people who some are just people. lying. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I think the long and the short of this conversation, if we were to summarize it, would be don't lie. It's not cool. Would Lying's you agree? Not cool. Lying's I, not cool. I agree. Lying's, <laughs> lying's not cool, kids. Don't do it. Lying's not cool. Don't flex for the gram. It Don't ain't worth flex. it. My kids say that. Flex. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So no flexing until possibly next week when we'll be flexing about some other topic that uh, really gets our goat. I know. I mean, that'd be cool. New Year's resolutions. That's what we're going to talk about, I think. We might as well because it'd be February by then. So we might yeah, as well. We might as well. <laughs> Unless, of course, anything weird happens in the world, in which case you can join us for a special. But until then, uh, Felicia, it's been a pleasure as always. It has definitely been a pleasure. You take care of yourself, okay? And you stay safe. Part of the Like Mind Media Network.